<coughs> As Medea would say, Woo! It's Friday! Let's celebrate it! And my f weather on my phone app, I should say weather on my watch, it's saying a high of 90. Dang. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello. Okay, I'm not Medea. I just don't have that gift and talent. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Stupid. And this morning on the 19th of July. I'm getting closer. I'm trying to be more obedient out there. That as the Lord puts something on my heart, I sit before him and listen. Study his word. Learn exactly what he's trying to say. Let him prove me. Clean me out. Uh, remove any and all impurities that are from the world and walking in walking by the spirit and in the spirit of Jesus Christ obeying him in every area of my life I ain't there yet and I truly don't know anyone absolutely anyone that's there yet leaders or otherwise we all strive to walk according to God's word and his word only. To walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. The flesh should have no place in our daily living. No. Zero. Flesh only wants to keep us, bring us back. Flesh, the fleshy desires always want to keep us in mind and bring us back. And that Satan wants to drag us back to that. That's why he runs around in the trash pile, the places of this world. You can make a world look good. You can make your, make an atheistic religion um, that paints homes as if they look appealing. They're decaying. They're dying. They're fading away. And they will one day, I believe real soon, completely go every house every automobile every business every um, monetary currency will be poof blown away in God's economy in God's timing all of it we can store them now we can hoard up now it's still going away so why not surrender to the almighty God Humble yourself and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. I look at the foolishness of why it took me 38 years before I allowed God to get him to have his way. Instead, kept striving to do things my own way. Trying to work hard enough at a job to make more money. You know what? That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen if you're a CEO. That ain't going to happen if you're a manager. If you're only trying to glorify yourself, you're you're not glorifying yourself. You know who you're glorifying? Satan. Satan's sitting there laughing, saying, I got him. I got her. got to find out. Jesus is saying, I know I'm going to keep sending my servants out to proclaim the gospel, to show them that I am the way only way there is no other way you're either going to take god on his word or you're not 
He says clearly, plainly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely no one comes to Father. Which means no one will enter heaven. You may be so foolish, so bound up in Satan's bl blinding your eyes, so stupid, so ignorant, because I was and we all once were, but until God removed the scales, removed the blinders, we were blind to the absolute truth, which, by the way, we don't find. Okay, that was a, uh, now I'm going to share a, another very demonic teaching of which, unfortunately, too many church leaders, teachers, and believers at every level has ignorantly believed. And we know who the father of lies are. This is more so for believers whose eyes have been opened. And actually, those that are professing believers think your eyes have been opened, but you're still uh, under Satan's stronghold. God is wanting, he's demanding, commanding. He's saying, I will remove it out of you if you're mine. He's saying, I love you too much to let it stay. And that is the concept of debt. We cannot, we can easily get ourselves into debt. But we cannot get ourselves out using our own fleshly knowledge and wisdom, using our works, using our unique budgeting purposes. There's only one person. They can get us out of debt. That's the person of Jesus Christ. He was 100% God and 100% in the flesh for those 33 years upon this earth. He did not come to this earth for one purpose, to suffer and die on the cross as the ultimate, final Lamb of God. There is no other <coughs> sacrificial lambs. There is no other Lambs that can be sacrificed, unblemished lambs that lambs that could be, you know, that's getting up at three thirty in the morning out there. Uh, it's starting to get to my body. Okay, um, there is no other beast or animal that needs to be killed, blood put out upon the altar as a sacrifice. No. Jesus Christ now did it all. But in order for that to apply in your life, we have to surrender ourselves. We have to turn from our own ways, our own goals, our own visits, our own will. And says, God, not my will, but your will. Your will is for Jesus Christ to be head, Savior, and head over everyone and everything. Every aspect of our life, including our thought life. I ain't got confession and prayer requests. I ain't got that down bad yet. And again, I have yet to know since having my eyes opened up in 2002, known any Christian that is there yet. None. Some have gone backwards, and it's, it is grieving me. We all have a tendency of falling back a little bit. It's like when we're coming off a ladder and we miss a step. 
I'll tell you, you've never done it. I'll tell you, so per don't, none of us are perfect yet. <laughs> uh, most of y'all don't do manual. Uh, some of y'all don't do manual labor, so you don't get up and down on a ladder. And I'll tell you, it's just like you try and move so fast after you forget. You, you forget. You miss a step, and then you say you call yourself a stupid moron. Oh no, that's me. Uh, so it's the same thing when we go into debt. We we believe God wants us to really have that house, really have that car, really have that vehicle, or really have that ministry building that we won't wait upon His provision. In his timing, we have to do it with that. I really gotta work on now. <laughs> These tangents. I gotta find. Give me a new secretary after that. <laughs> Something else is coming to mind. They mark it down and then give me back on track. Oh, we do. It's called the Holy Spirit. Ouch. Um, kind of gonna be bouncing around here. There'll be quite a bit of scriptures here. I'll try and uh, make sure I'm... Oh. Okay, I'm in the wrong one. Yeah, sometimes you got too many Bible apps on your iPad. But I think the focus one, we're gonna, we may, we may camp out of here a while. It's Proverbs 22, 7. The rich... See, God should never have to say things to us more than once. The sin, we should be getting to the place... And maturity and growing up in Christ. Of course, David was mature. And, oh, it, you know, he went deep within uh, multiple sins before. It says, okay, you know what? David's not hearing me. I need to send. I need to send my servant Nathan. And says, you punk, you messed up with God. That's why you're not hearing God anymore. God basically sent. It's almost like he sent a stumbling block. You and I can be a stumbling block to another brother, but not a good stumble. I mean, not a bad stumbling, but a good one to say, okay, God's come into kind of get in your path a little bit saying, hey, boy, hey, girl, you made a boo-boo. You're going down the wrong, you made a wrong turn. God says he loves you. He's here. He sent me. Get back on the right path. When we don't obey God, we ourselves don't care about the, the brothers and sisters, number one, because he commands that also. And number two, that means we only care about ourselves and we don't care about obeying God. We need to have God search our heart to see if he's actually living and abiding in our temple. Because if we don't want to obey God, if we don't care enough about the brothers and sisters, say, okay, God, if now God will reach us. He knows how to reach us one-on-one -on -one because that's what our relationship is based on. Our, relish, our first relationship should be with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. And it's individually. The corporate worship, the corporate relationships, the corp, uh, the, the ecclesiastes. Okay, so my Greek been up and down. So I'm not Greek. I'm actually come from a German background, which is what the name fix is. But anyhow, um... The church family, the church relationship does not come before our relationship before God. I've heard that mistaught. I've heard, I've actually heard that taught from authors, from puppets, 
the judgment is not for me. The judgment is from God, and God will deal with it. So this is not about doing that one. But those are saying the first relationship must be between us and God. And then the next one is, then it goes down to the family of God. Then it goes down to your individual family. Your spouse first, then kids, and then down the line. Yes, we get married when we get married. The wife doesn't move up to the number one spot. That's another demonic teaching. If you hear it, automatically know that that voice is from Satan. Turn from it. Turn from it. Back to that means you've turned towards him. Turn away. Turn back toward Jesus Christ. Says, Lord, handle my heavy work back here. I got a punk back here that's uh, trying to lead me astray. Rebuke him. We have no right anywhere in scripture. That's another demonic teaching to rebuke Satan when he tempts us. If he ain't tempting you, you're his. You're still his. You're not God yet. Just call on the name of Jesus. It's going to be a rough road because he don't give up easily. A lion don't give up on his prey. Especially when you're in, when you're in the clutches of his mouth, you ain't getting out. Debt is his mechanism to do so. It binds us up. The rich rule over the poor. The only thing, one that benefits um, by debt, by rent, by um, any form of debt, uh, is the wealthier. Because they're not in debt. Not real one. You got some people that believe they're wealthy because they have a good income. Wealth has to do with net worth, fool. And I'm not calling somebody a fool. I'm only calling those if you're believing a lie. Then we are foolish. We are. But God even in his word causes fools when we believe a lie. And we're foolish. It's not that we're fools per se. We need great fools. He gives us his wisdom. It's called the Bible. In prayer. But we don't use it like it. We act like fools. We act foolish when we don't listen to his wisdom. We go and seek other wisdom. And one thing is debt. Um, and the borrower is slave to lender. You're going to be slave for 10, 15 years. You say, well, I'm going to deliver myself out. I'm going to get multiple jobs if I have to. This. You're trying to do the corner of the flesh. Again, you're being foolish again. You're not obeying God. God, has a way, well, God doesn't want us to get into it. He's going to say, I equip you with that. I'm going to provide it. At the price that I know is right in my eyes. And I'm not saying my eyes as me personally or as flesh as God says that in his word. If we only take the time to sit before him with our ears open. Let God clean the wax out of our ears now and then. And I did say our. Which means me too. Again I ain't nowhere and I'm getting a brick. Like a passion. I've made a mistake. I bought it. I was stupid enough to, instead of staying in an apartment where I could easily get out of by this 30 days notice, uh, I'd been there for multiple years. I should have stayed right there instead of going in debt until it was time for me to get out of Charlotte. That leaves a big scar. God 100% del delivered me from it, but it left a big scar and it was quite. When we disobey God, we can 
there will always 100% have consequences. Now, God has forgiven us, but those consequences are still there. They're there to tell us a lesson, and that's a scar. Scars don't go away. They're there, but now God will use those scars as a, one, as a testimony to say, stop, stupid and straight from God. Jonah would have had scars out there, you know, you know, from being thrown into the uh, ocean and swallowed up by that whale. I'm sure he scratched himself somewhere along the line out there, you know, somehow when he was sitting down inside a whale. I'm sure there was a little stench of fish in there, dead fish, uh, for being inside of a whale, that no matter how many times he took a bath, they weren't showers back then, uh, unless they found a waterfall, really. Uh, unless he took, uh, he wouldn't have been able to take enough bath to get that fish out. Y'all ever let, you know, I love seafood, so I know enough about that. Now, you fishermen are more intelligent, more adept to me, so you know how hard it is to clean the smell of fish off, off of you. You gotta use a lot of cologne and a lot of scrubbing. It just don't come right off. I do know fishermen, and no, I'm not saying y'all stink if you listen to this. You also have learned <laughs> how to wash off the stench. Pigs going in and out of the mud. They're still going to have a stench in that mud. Okay, I just got that one. Uh, it's a free dictionary that I had on my last iPhone. I just I opted not to bring it this time. Uh, I don't know why. I guess I'm dumb. I don't know. Uh, now if I can read my handwriting. Uh, it's something that's old obligation to pay. I think we know that actually. Condition of owing. Uh, financial instrument. It's a moral and legal obligation. Ow. Let's do kind of a little word study with some of these words. Um, now the best way to do it. You ever notice that most of the good strongs comes out of King James, either because it is the most accurate the most close coming out of Hebrew I don't care what other people believe uh, it's just the amount of time that it's been in existence it's not just from stubbornness it's just, but I am pretty much only use it for word studies as God has shown me now but the word rich comes out of a Hebrew word in this case 6223 which all comes out of 6280 uh, 38 I mean it's to accumulate or to grow rich. You accumulate stuff, but you're using other people's money. And you're not utilizing God. You're not waiting on God. God wants us to be free from that. If he wants us in a home, if we truly believe in Jesus Christ, and we truly believe he saved us and has called us and he's equipping us, God could raise up. You didn't see Abraham make a debt when he was given... Um, a partial land so he could bury Sarah and then himself and then his second wife. Um, it's just like God already impressed upon what that land was worth to the seller. Uh, not what he said it was worth, but what God said it was worth. And Abraham and God had provided the financial provision to pay for it. Now, they lived in tents predominantly back there because they were moving around. A.K. 
for 40 years. A whole generation of Israelites because they rebelled. Because 10 of them out of 12 uh, rebelled against... Uh, well, I should say families, actually. Family units. Uh, rebelled against God. God kept them in the wilderness longer than they... Than he originally intended. But he also used that wilderness experience. To show how faithful he is. That he is the provider. None of us is the provider. We can't work hard enough to provide. We don't work enough hours. We don't sell our souls. To get the right kind of degree. And the right kind of background. We don't say. Well the governmental officials say. You have to have one of these four degree majors to do no 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 that's called satan telling you what he wants to put you in to get ready for his time of antichrist when he will manifest himself through that one man um that will rule this entire earth just for a short season he will get everybody Wants to live according to his way, to buy and sell, to take his mark. Once those individuals, whoever they will be, are, have rejected Jesus Christ to the point where they're accepting Satan. Once they get to that point, there's no, it's like Judas Iscariot, there's no turning back. It will be the lake of fire, there's no way out, no repentance. At that point, no forgiveness. They basically told God, screw you. And I'm sure that's not the word they would use. And we ain't going to go down that path either. Basically, when they get to that point, there's no taking off. And that's not like a that's not like a tattoo. Not there, which, you know, um, which is another area that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to speak about. It. I'm not saying it's wrong or good. I'm not. I let God determine that when he laid that upon my heart. But when those take that mark, I kind of one not believing. I try not to look at the scriptures through fleshly eyes for long. We will start out like that. But when God gets our attention, God God's going to reveal himself. Remember, we can't worship God in the flesh at all. We can't sing good enough. Oh, I definitely got that one down pat. I've met that one. I can make a joyful noise for the Lord. That's about it. <laughs> Uh, so that that's a rich one. You got people that are out there that make high-figure salaries, think they own a big house, but they have a lot of debt on it. Guess what? According to accounting principles, hello, God has allowed me to obtain and utilize. Maybe not to the fullest. That may be another prayer request. Uh, accounting principles, accurate ones, biblical ones, correct ones. And I know that for a fact. Net worth means no debt. You have you'll have assets. You can have assets, but if you want a high net worth, if you want to consider yourself a millionaire or wealthy, you're not gonna have no debt. Duh. Your net worth is if you buy a big house, a big and all these assets, but you you got debt on them. Guess what? You ain't wealthy. You're not wealthy in God's eyes. You're not wealthy in man's eyes. They're going to look at you and blow you apart. They're going to say, you ain't coming into my inner circle. Not that we should not want to be in that inner circle anyways. 
unless we're promoting Jesus Christ. And we're not going to be able to do that if we have zero net worth or close to zero net worth. Somebody got stung on that one. If you get stung from God, that's a good thing. Definition of porn now is Hebrews 73.26. It's a destitute. Dang, screensaver. Is destitute, uh, lack, or need. Now, the first kind of point that Jesus is concerned with is um, when, we're, when we're lacking him, we're poor of his spirit. We don't have himself living in there. We are destitute. Where losses could be. We can have a zillion. We can make a zillion dollars and have it all in the bank ready to buy anything we want with cash. But uh, if we don't have Jesus Christ living in us and uh, leading us, guiding us, um, as our Lord and Savior, gotta be both. Can't be one or the other. Can't be Lord, not Savior. Can't be Savior, not Lord. He's both. He deserve it. He's God. Um, then basically, you're as destitute as can be. You're 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 as eternally poor as can be. You're like if you're lacking Jesus Christ, you you ain't nothing. You can seek after all kinds of money. Says, well, I'll be happy when I get that. I said, well, yeah, you'll be the happiest rich person in hell. So, and actually, you won't even be happy out there. That's kind of an oxymoron. I think that was called sarcasm. Um, the word borrower is borrower is Hebrews 38:67. To try to unite, to remain, or, no, I should say, uh, remain. It's a form of obligation. Notice it says to unite. When you're a borrower, basically, you're you're you're, you're becoming one with the. Um, with the lender, uh, you're no longer yoked with Jesus Christ. When we're not in debt, when we're not under that bondage, we're not under that you know, moral obligation. We should be one with Jesus Christ. So debt will take away that oneness with God through Jesus Christ, and we become. It's just like the same thing when we commit fornication and/or adultery. We're basically becoming one with a whore, a slut, a harlot. Uh, okay, I've added some worldly terms in there to make it more effective for those that practice that. And you are that, whether you're a man or a female. Out there, if you if you commit fornication, commit adultery, you're a whore. And the person that you're having it with is a whore and a slut. Period. End of story. That Bible says God's clear at saying that. And, you know, don't take it out, preacher. If you're not, if you're afraid to say it, if you're afraid of your people, you need to fear God more than your people. Um, that God is trusting with you. That uh, that's another sting. The word servant, because you remember this initial verse was um, the borrower was slave of the lender. The lender, a slave is a. Yeah, it's a servant. We have to be mind servants, servants, uh, slaves of Jesus Christ. And in that case, there, that, that's a good term. It's not under, you know, he's not that he wants to ultimately control. I mean, he's the one that knows what he's got. He's the one who created everything and owns everything, ultimately. And he knows he has the perfect way. So why not just surrender ourselves? It's just like, you know, it's the way we don't feel like a servant. We know we're one with him.
we're growing in relationship with him and we're being led right and properly so we should do what we want so okay again so servant is eight is hebrews fifty six fifty. it's a bondman you're in bondage it comes uh part of it comes from hebrews fifty six forty seven it's to work now you can figure uh but to be controlled that's not so we're well, in debt so you ain't going nowhere uh so you have to stay here until paying off as I said when God's ready for you to move again he knows how to deliver it and then he'll take us he'll lead us through the consequences some of those con some of our consequences can last the rest of our lives some of them may only last an hour or a minute well we don't know what they are depends upon what area of sin, what disobedience. Uh, David had scars, but his consequences was it's forgiven right away. The infraction, the sin, it's forgiven once we turn from the sins and turn back toward Jesus Christ. God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's forgiven. We're back on uh, the narrow path again. We're back on... Uh, God's path, God's way, listening to Him. And we're going through it, and we, we don't look, we'll grieve by Him a little bit, but we don't look at the consequences. Now we're back looking at our Savior and our Lord. A little encouraging words. So, lender, Hebrews 3.76, be in. Boy, my handwriting sucks, you know? Be extent, or. Okay, I gotta look it up. Uh, my handwriting just absolutely sucks. Uh, I'm a little slow there. Be a little patient with me here. I wrote it down, but my handwriting just sucks. That's it. You see that? so long it wasn't in my history a man to, to be extant unused word a man as an individual or male person it's got several definitions in the bible so we gotta be careful about that uh, where's my brown sticker here? Basically, in one respect, the word also partially represents a man or male or a husband or a human being person, but that's a servant. Uh, Someone's man, a great man that's calling you great out there, but you're actually controlling it. So we all, if you think of it from a human being standpoint, we can all be a lender. But remember in Luke six thirty four through thirty five, we can lend expecting nothing in return. Basically, you know, even though maybe 
Jesus is talking um, that we to lend people, to help people out. We don't expect to get paid back. We've already been paid back through the blood, shed blood of Christ Jesus. He's giving us our both financial and our material provisions and our food that we need and our clothing that we need. We don't need nothing else. He's given us himself, so we don't need anything else. So we we should freely give to those that have a need. You know, we may want to call and don't expect interest. Don't expect to get back. So I'm not expecting to get back. I've already got it back. We may want, you know, I think he... Perhaps a lot of times we want to call it lending because uh, some people will think of it like a foolish, demonic governmental handout. Um, and then you got an obligation to believe in that person's way. So I think that possibly may be the word for um, for lend. Uh, but remember those words too. So next time somebody needs a hand, if somebody needs a him with a house payment or a car payment because they got themselves on bondage if um, they're trying to get that. You know, God won't always get everybody's six-figure <coughs> salary because <coughs> not everybody needs a six-figure salary. Salary. A lot of times he'll deliver that person from that overpriced home. And anybody that says homes are properly valued is of the devil. Period. End of story. I said it. It's done. And the Bible backs it up. Don't think you can say, well, yeah, God says it does Now, why don't you try going to First and Second Peter, reading, reading the words uh, God gave to Peter. He said all the elements of this earth, the form, everything, it's going to be burnt up. <clears throat> why don't you properly study uh, Revelation, Zechariah, things of that, <clears throat> things of those nature, Daniel. The only thing it's going to be is the form. Earth is round. And the waters, the seas are around it. Uh, and actually, the land's even going to be redone. Do we know what it looks like? No. God hasn't told us. It's not in our word. We don't need to know that right now. We just know it'll be perfect, it'll be beautiful, and there will be no unbeliever there. Period. Not even left. Won't even be able to come in. So if you're not believing in Jesus Christ now, you're going to be finding that next one. It's reserved to only those who uh, to submit to God. And that's the justice of God, and that's the righteousness of God, because He knows what He's doing. Another definition of debt, uh, I learned several definitions. The biblical one is, one of them is H 5378, to lend on interest. That's demonic. Um, to keep people there, to lead astray. To delude, uh, it rolls out of that 5378. Rolls out of 5377. Um, it leads people astray. It seduces people. It says, "Hey, you can have this great house, or this great car, or this great motorcycle, and I can make the payments work for you, where they're only so low, it won't even bother you." That's the first trap. Then you look at the interest that's on it. Basically, interest is giving somebody more money. They're saying, well, I promise I'll sell that to you for $10,000 plus interest. So they're not telling you. They're lying right there. They're lying like their father 
got father Satan lies, who's the father of lies. You're not actually paying ten thousand dollars. You're paying ten thousand dollars plus whatever the interest is. It's the same with cars. It's the same with houses. You're not paying two hundred thousand dollars, which that's not the true value of the house. We don't know how to value homes anymore. We don't know how to value cars anymore. We believe government approved, government uh, sanctioned sites to say, oh well, you know, car manufacturers, you only want to know what the value of cars. They don't know jack crap. Medea would whoop her butt if they ever tried to tell her that. And we know it's not, we know it's not him. Uh, she'll whoop us in the house and whoop that mother. She'll whoop your butt. Boy, I can't be delivered from Medea. Verses <laughs> uh, there will back that up. It's just like, I'm not going to read them all. There's too many. It's First Samuel 22 2. Nehemiah 5 7, Psalm 89 22, Isaiah 24 2. Those are some another definition, uh, still in Hebrew. It's H5386. And that rolls in from two other uh, Hebrew words, 5383 and 5382. It's used six times. That's how. That, it's morally. Out of thirty, it's you know, forget to deprive somebody of something, to remit, and and also rolls partially. It's connected with in the Greek. Oh wait a minute, sorry. Greek is G thirty-seven. Okay, let me go back to that one. Gotta get to that one here. Thirty-seven in Greek. Thirty-seven eighty-three. That which is old, that which is just and legally a dead. Metaphorically, it's an offense or a sin. So we got to remember, not everything of God's word is a... If God says something's wrong, it's wrong. Another uh, Hebrew word is 3027. Sides, the lands, a portion. Sign, monument, a fractional, a share, time, repetition, tenures. It's someone's hand that's uh, against you. It's strength, it's power. That carries so much power that it can make somebody go in the direction they want you to go. If you're going to debt, then uh, basically you're telling God, I don't want your strength, I don't want your power, I want to. I want to buy this house of my own power. I want to buy this car of my own power. I want to buy, you know, whatever, that computer. I want to buy that bike in my own power. Basically, that's exactly what you're telling God. You don't want to do it in his way. You got other ones. You got, it's a GERD. Uh, another form of it is in the Greek, 1156. Another one is indebtedness. It's a sum. It's an obligation. Yeah, it is an obligation. Um, but in a nutshell... That basically will absolutely destroy us, keep us from what God's calling us to do. We can say, well, you know, well, God will provide us. It's like, no, 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 that's the prosperity and health 
uh, gospel, providing health gospel um, teaching. It says, well, yeah, if you just, if you uh, give this deposit now, give that $1,000 deposit now, God will heal you uh, to deliver you. Just surrender at yourself and everything to Jesus Christ. And you're delivered. You're set free. You know, they'll also say, well, go and just go ahead and buy the house. Buy, buy the, you know, buy the half a million dollar house out there. It's just like, you know, you got to provide the payments. Not if you're not supposed to be in it. The lion, the devil's term is to come to steal, kill, and destroy. To lock us up. To lock us in his prison cell. The ones with the open jail cells that we can come out at any moment. Um, we get ourselves in that much of a pit, that much of a basically it's a pit. Now we can go in and allow Satan to take us through the scriptures instead of Jesus Christ, and twi who twists scripture, takes it out of context, reverses it, finds the right translation that he likes, that is perverted, that he makes up, that is not accurate, not biblically, not rightly divided. He'll take one scripture and make it sound the, the way he wants it to do instead of contextually what it's supposed to do. And so it's just like, again, don't get at it. Why? God wants to spare us of the, one, the consequences that after he has to deliver us. Eventually he's going to, we're going to come to him, come back to him. We're going to, and he goes, says, God, I'm an idiot again. I'm a moron. I've screwed up. I should have listened to you. You're right again. God doesn't gloat over there. God doesn't give you the, he doesn't give us the I told you so's. He delivers us. He takes us to the consequences. If we keep getting into it, we keep going back into it, it's like the pig we wash ourselves off. It's like the dog that returns to his vomit. They're gonna return the pig's gonna return to the mud, dog's gonna go back to the vomit, and you know, those are both scriptural representations. If we're not truly set free by the grace of God and we think we're set free by our own works of the flesh Basically, we're like a pig that gets, we clean up, he or she go right back in the mud. Because that's how, that's the cooling process. Because I was steward over a, one of the stewards over a, a farm that happened to have a potbelly pig. Her name was Fern, by the way. She was cute, especially when she gave you Ferny kisses. Okay, those were kind of disgusting. <laughs> but they were cool, though. She meant it with affection. <laughs> She's a very loving pig. I miss her. I saw her several years after when I got right with God out there, and she forgot me. <laughs> so, okay, enough of the humor. Um, but the point is, debt will do that. God has never told anyone in His Word, go ahead and buy that on credit, on man's credit, on debt. You won't see it. You won't find it in Scripture. If you think God is telling you that. Get on your face before God and surrender. And he'll show you that Satan's voice speaking behind you. From behind you saying, yeah, do it. Jesus saying, 
I'm right here. If I want you to have that, somehow I set the price right. <coughs> he sets the price. <coughs> he knows <coughs> how to raise up the seller that will sell it for at what he's already provided. He knows what his true worth is, and he'll provide it. The world wants to keep his advantage. Satan would like us to come back. We don't go in and out of salvation. When we say we don't go back. We don't look back. We don't do nothing. Stuff's still there. It's in the muck pile. Because Satan plays in the pig pen. So that's why he's able to tempt us with this. Remember what you did that back there? Jesus is saying, that's gone. I've washed that clean. Jesus tells us to do So why are we looking back? Stop looking back. Stop thinking back. Let your mind be on the things above it, as we're told in Colossians. But again, yeah, this is a stronghold now and then. And we will keep hearing Satan saying, man, you're you're so dumb. You went and bought a house that you, you, you weren't supposed to have. That voice is Satan. Remind us of that. If Jesus delivered us from it, God can raise up a storm. Take it out that way. And we are not, regardless of what some deceived ministers have done, some still do on occasion. If God removes it and God allows a storm to come in and remove something, you're not necessarily, not every single person that lost something is supposed to rebuild in that same location. Some of that was a warning saying, uh, you're not going. You will. And some people may say, well, yeah, God won't go against our will. Our will has been surrendered when we come to Jesus Christ. It's now God's will. Have I want to go your way. My way, I mess up. That free will teaching has been so skewed, so gotten away from. But that's what I teach. I'm not going to go into it. That is absolutely demonic. Stop following after that demonic teaching. Follow after what God says it. He starts with that example in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he was in the flesh, he knew what kind of pain that was going to be enduring. And he says, okay, I don't really want to do this. He knows that was his fleshly. That's when he says, not my will, Father, your will. We should be saying that every morning. We should be saying that every midday. We should be saying that every night. The more we say it, the more Satan is defeated. Again, he won't be able to tempt us. Oh, go ahead. God wants you to have your will. Not a, no, no. That's not what Jesus Christ is. It's laying down ourselves. It's dying to self daily. Some need to say that words, and I think I'm one of them. Uh, so, love y'all. So, I kind of went a little bit long there. And so there was some extra stuff in there. It was for a purpose, but uh, pray for me that as the Lord lays upon my heart to share, for me to be corrected, me to get my bricks. Uh, we're not bringing up the past. If you've given it to Jesus already, He's delivered you from it. Anytime it comes back to your mind, that's Satan trying to tempt you with it. Look to Jesus. Let him tell you 
That says, that's gone. I got rid of that. That's as far as the yeast is from the rest. Only reason Satan found it, because it's, it's in the trash pile, and he plays in the trash. He lives in the trash. So, love y'all. Ask God to deliver you of the debt that you foolishly got yourself into. Just repent. Confess before Jesus. He says, when we are faithful enough to confess our sins before him, He's faithful enough. He's a lot more faithful than we ever will be uh, right now. He's faithful enough to forgive us. He'll forgive us in a split second. He saves us in a split second. It can happen anywhere, anytime we surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ. Love y'all.